When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Oh, and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup, and I'm here with my other host, Ben of Tamaria. Yeah, and so we are here for another patron chat. It is that time of the month again, time for our monthly patron chat. And so we are here with our lovely patron, Kodojo. Hey, how you doing? Hello there. I'm doing just fine. That's good. So yeah, so we're here, obviously, to still talk about Ahsoka. I mean, that's the big thing that's going on right now. So last we talked, we had three episodes, and we've got three more. Yes, I believe so. Do we have three? Yeah, we did have three. We had three or four? Three. Four four episodes that came out was there four the last no i think there? we did the fourth episode came out oh it came the out day the day we that record. we recorded that's right okay so yeah. we have three episodes to talk about what episode are we on in ahsoka four five six four five six so okay this is, three tonight is seven tonight's seven when we're as as we're recording this yes mm-hmm yeah but yes, Ahsoka and holy crap, so, so much to dive into, especially the last uh, episode five and six. Yeah. Uh, but episode four, I need a refresher on episode four. Um, that is the one I'm trying to think on the top of my head here. That That's when they're on the planet. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's where Balin and um, I can never remember his apprentice's name. Shin. Shin. I don't know why I can't remember that. Um, they're at the uh, star map with mm-hmm. Mistress, Night Sister, whatnot. And that's when, that's the episode they six Shin and Mark to go face uh, Soka and Sabine, correct? Yeah. And then where we got and the kind of downgrade of what Merrick was. 
I was so I was so mad about that, and I was like, "Really, you made a it, it was mysterious so... thing?" And then, poof! <laughs> right, and it was interesting because he dies very similarly to Savage, and like mm-hmm. like when Savage dies, like all the Night Sister magic like leaks out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if he's not just an advanced kind of Night Sister zombie, though. Yeah. Possibly, but we'll never know because he got dusted. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I wonder if he is, he actually is the eighth brother. Oh, 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 okay. From Rebels. Yes. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. And he could have been the eighth brother uh, resurrected with Night Sister Magic. Yes. We know that's a possibility. I never thought of that. But yeah, we uh we got that kind of a poor mm-hmm. reveal, I should say, and then we see Sabine, you know, handling her own with Shin. Well, trying to handle her own with Shin. She she still She, she, she stalls. She stalls. Yeah. And then Ahsoka right. going full samurai on the, on the entire episode. <laughs> well, yeah. it was it was interesting to me the parallels between Ahsoka and Merrick's duel and Obi Wan and Maul's duel and Rebels. Oh, okay. In that, like Ahsoka's kind of toying with Merrick for a little bit, like she's not going all out until she realizes she needs to like get going, and then she beats him in like three moves. True. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is. I never thought of that parallel between but, the two. But I like to point out at the beginning of the episode, uh, Hugh Yang says, "Please stick together." And I just like to say, if Doctor Who tells you to stay together, you stay together. That was that moment in D and D where the DM asks, "Are you sure you want to split the party?" Right. It's like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you positive? It's just, or like in any video game, it brings up the prompt. It's like, are you sure you want to go into this area? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't want to save? (laughs) Is that your final answer? (laughs) Yeah. It's dangerous to go out alone. Yeah. Yes. But then we get that interesting uh, confrontation between Balin and Ahsoka in the episode where Balin straight up speaks of uh, Anakin. I was like, whoa. And then, of course, Ahsoka go on with the agreeing with all of us. is like, well, he never talked about you. And like. It's interesting because, like, he's still wearing his Clone Wars general armor. Mm-hmm. It's just all black. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and somehow, and, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, Balin seemed to know that Anakin turned into Vader. Yes, which is interesting because only a select few were even, a, like, aware of that. And I'm curious I've, how old Balin is in all this. Because huh. he looks like... I think Balin was at the temple. Oh, okay. Like during... I think he had to be at... Because 
there was something about that Shin says to him, and this is in the later episodes, but she says something about like you watch the temple burn. Which gave me big, like, I don't know if either of you have read the book Deceived, the Old Republic book Deceived. Mm-hmm. And it gave me big Malgus vibes where Malgus is like, I want to go and watch Coruscant burn. Yeah. Which is a really she good does. book. Which, yeah, and that's also true. Which, Deceived is a very good book. All the Old Republic books uh, from Legends is very well written. Um, and a very good tie-ins to the MMO. Because it gives a, lot, a bit more backstory on a lot of the characters that you either meet or you hear of in the game. But right. yeah. And so it's interesting to me because, like, Balin has all of this knowledge. And so the only thing that he would, the only people that would know that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader is Palpatine and people who have figured out. And anyone who was the, you know, the temple. So obviously select members of the 501st, when they transfer over to the Empire, they know that Vader is Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it has to be it has to be someone who was there and escaped. I, I wonder if Balin managed to get Shin out of the temple, like one of the few younglings Mm-mm. that managed to escape. And that's another thing that Balin speaks of in um I think it's episode six, that they she at Shin asks Balin specifically, he's like, Do you miss it? And he's like, I miss the idea of it. You were never were you never fr- were from the temple. Like it it's been specifically said that Shin was never from the temple whatsoever. Plus she's yeah. young, like she's like really young. And this is what, twenty that well no, this is almost thirty years. Yeah. Like 25 to 30 years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that it is possible that Balin maybe Balin takes over as like the seeker person who's supposed to go and find force sensitive children and Shin is just a child that he found. Because in the Clone Wars, that Jedi who's in charge of it is killed. Mm. True. Though Cordova seems to have that holocrine, and then just and then Cal destroys it. Also true. Yeah. Uh, the galaxy big, so maybe they have multiple teams going maybe. out. Maybe. So, but yeah, Shin Shin looked surprised when. Uh, Mark died. Just all the dust coming out. She just had a look of horror on her face. Like, what have I been fighting with? Right. Besides? And this gets to the point, like, really a big point for me here is that I don't think they obviously have some dark side tendencies, but I don't think they're full on dark side users. No, I don't think so either. But I don't think they follow the Jedi code all no. that much. No, I think and 
it correct me if I'm wrong, was the episode four was titled Fallen Jedi, wasn't it? I can't remember. But, I mean, one of the episodes was literally called Fallen Jedi. And, I mean, at this point, like, we see Balin, we see Shin. They're force wielders. Yes, they have, like, orangish red blades, but they don't, like, Balin specifically has, he has no Sith traits that I've seen. He wants power and he wants to, like, you know, control things, but, like, that's about it. He doesn't have the Sith eyes. He doesn't have, like, the Sith intensity. No. He's so tall. Mm-hmm. Like, Shen is obviously, like, the more, like, rage-filled of the two. Mm-hmm. But Balin is so tall. Yeah. And he, like, almost wants to avoid conflict. Yeah, he seems more diplomatic than anything else. Sort of like how Dooku was. He was all, always into more diplomacy than action. True. And right. du- and Dooku- but even Dooku wasn't afraid to torture or kill or do any of that. I don't know if Balin's afraid to do that, but he seems hesitant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what we get just a bit later with a very cliffhanger of the episode. Boom. Anakin is face to face with Ahsoka. And she's in the world between worlds now, again. That, Austin, I know, has theories of this, which. So yeah, I'm fine with if we want to move on to episode five and I, kind of transition. Yeah. But so I, I, I don't. I don't think that's the world between worlds. No? No, I really don't. And I know that Filoni is like the one who introduced the world between worlds, but it has not come up since that episode of Rebels in any Star Wars media ever. And so I think he's going even a deeper callback to this. So in Revenge of the Sith, and when Yoda is talking to Obi-Wan, telling him about Qui-Gon, he talks about someone returning from what he calls the netherworld of the Force, which is like, which makes me think it's like the place the Force is, which is complicated because the Force is everywhere, according to Obi-Wan, but like has returned from like the spiritual realm of the force and that's where i think ahsoka was i think she actually died when she fell off that cliff and was reborn and it would also by going with the whole like nether of the force it would explain even more with anakin being in presence because the only time we get world between worlds only the living were interacted in the in that dimension with the nether i mean if it's like where force users you know died and passed between it would make sense anakin being able to be there because then he could have actual interaction with ahsoka and it also explained like how he was able to switch between him and vader and still keeping in control of himself 
Hmm. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I just also like don't want it to be the world between worlds because I hate time travel. That too. Which, in yeah. I mean, watching this episode, seeing the interaction between Anakin and Ahsoka, for one, freaking Hayden Christensen nailed it. Yes. With the whole interaction between the two, it literally felt like you're watching a Clone Wars episode. It was fantastic how he nailed the Clone Wars like tone of Anakin to a T. I wonder how much of the Clone Wars he actually watched so, to figure out that part. Funny enough, uh, back when uh, the Kenobi series was coming out, he was interviewed and said that he watched the entire Clone Wars series so he could like get uh, to know the character after what he performed in, in the uh, prequel trilogy. So he, he sat down and watched all of it which is awesome. Um, but just the, the interaction between the two and just seeing the, fl- the flashbacks, just we finally, yeah. finally got to see Anakin in Clone Wars armor. That, that, that looked cool. It looked a little bulky, but it definitely looked cool. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it makes sense being bulky from going from 2d animation to live action. Well, 3D animation, more or less. Yeah, and then there's the young Ahsoka. She mm-hmm. was yeah. spot on too. Yes. Wow. And I never really thought about it, but once you see a live action version, she was young to be going into war. Oh God, yeah, she was 14, I believe. I think right. When, yes, 14. 14. Yeah, she was 14 going into firefights with clones yeah and i love that i love the clone armor they had uh, i'm wondering if they had like local 501st members it's possible that's very highly possible because they the lucasfilm actually does that quite a bit and get the 501st um from whatever areas they're filming to come on as like uh background characters and whatnot I think I think they did that for the first season of Mandalore. They mm-hmm. they have enough stormtroopers like call the five oh first. They got the armor. <laughs> they want to be in Star Wars, here mm-hmm. you go. Right. Uh did you notice how the clones were running with the long rifles? So I yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw someone made a video online saying it's they're literally running just like battle the original Battlefront games. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, they are. Yeah. Uh, and then the first flashback it looks like they might be on Ryloth because there were a lot of Twi'leks talking Um, with clone troopers what was her was it her first battle it said she said it's one of their first missions not her very first mission no her and the Ryloth the Ryloth campaign happens pretty early Mm mm-hmm now, now, granted, I think we only ever see Skywalker and Ahsoka in starships, but it's possible they could have been on the ground as well at some point. Yeah, I don't remember exactly from the. No, I think campaign. they do one. They do one mission. There's like the big laser ball. 
Or is that Geonosis? That's Geonosis. The no. second battle for Geonosis. Is it where they have the big laser turret wall? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's that's right. Okay. Um, so it is interesting because like and I think it is the battle of Ryloth because that's the episode where Ahsoka makes a really like hasty decision and it costs her like she loses a lot of fighter pilots under her command. Yeah. And so that would explain her like conversation with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anakin's saying, I'm training you to be a soldier because when I was learning from Obi-Wan, we were peacekeepers. Now we have to be soldiers and generals to keep the peace. Yep. It, the, the dynamic of both act, actresses playing Ahsoka were, were just spot on. And oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that they got the, I, can never, I can't ever say his name right, um, to come back. Tamar Morrison? Yeah. Tamar Morrison to come back and actually voice the clones and Rex. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yes. Sadly, we don't get we didn't see his with him as with his helmet off. That would have been that would have been even better. Right, but, but part of that is because he's supposed to be younger and right. Morrison is right. old. <laughs> and they spend all the money on that episode on uh, CG aging down <laughs> Aiden Christensen. <laughs> it looked a lot better in episode five than it did episode four. Yeah, I noticed it in four. I'm like. Oh wow, I can really tell a difference. And then episode five comes along and says, Okay, it doesn't look that bad. Right. And plus like between the two, I and I, I can see at a cost standpoint, with episode four it was just like a slip like fifteen seconds right at the end. Which Okay, yeah, okay. I I can see why they didn't do that. But then like, you well, know, episode five is like, Yep, yeah, we're gonna put all the money into this episode. Clone Wars Anakin looked older than Force Spirit Anakin, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Never really looked at that that way, but okay. Yeah, maybe. But just episode five was so, so, so good. And I cannot stress that enough. After the talk Anakin and Ahsoka have at, during the Battle of Ryloth, you see Anakin just marching forward with the troopers. Mm-hmm. And then you see blasters. And you just see it, it fading from Anakin to Vader back to Anakin again. And I was like, yeah, yeah, the signs were kind of there. Oh, yeah. Easy. And then, um, I mean, that's also Ahsoka knowing what happens to Anakin. But then, continue their training, Anakin just straight up switches to Vader. Red-eyed, red, uh, red-eyed and everything. And as yeah, like, oh, his oh. voice was slightly modulated. Mm-hmm. You can hear that heavy breathing that that's associated with him. But if you notice, it wasn't not like his suit version of Vader. It's like Vader, like right when he first became Vader in Revenge of the Sith, where he still had yeah. his like, you know, limbs to use his normal fighting style. <laughs> yeah. So good. 
Yeah, and then uh, I, I love the siege, siege of Mandalore scene as well. You actually saw the mall Mandos. Yes, that was great. Saw the mall Mandos. You even like uh, Anakin even comments. It's like, oh, I haven't been. To, I, I don't remember this battle. It's like, yeah, you weren't here because you were with Palpatine, huh? Huh? Interesting. <laughs> So, yep. But um, I think right now is a good time to take a mid break before we go. Yeah, and then we can talk about. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we take time to thank our patrons like Kodojo here. Thank you so much for your support and we greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to join the Patreon, if you'd like to come up on these episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash histories and sign up at our Jedi Master or Sith Lord tier. And you can come on the show once a month and come and talk about all these great things with us. If you do not if you cannot support us on Patreon, that's okay. Another great way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. And if you do that and leave us some kind words, we will read your review out on the show. Ben, I don't think we have a review to read today. No, nope, so we do not, not have this a week. We we do not have one to read this week. Um, you can also come hang out with us on Discord. You can come check us out there on Ben's Discord server. Ben and friends podcasting and then you can come hang out with us also on the cups podcasting network and you can also come that's not what it's called it's called the cups podcasting and more i don't know what i'm talking about cups podcasting and more or the robots radio discord or the two girls one ship discord or wherever you want to find us there's lots of discords with we're on there uh you can also check us out on our other shows. I host the Assassin's Creed Lorecast and the Dragon Age Lorecast, and then Ben hosts the Wizarding World Lorecast, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast. Yep. I think that is it. That is it. Yes. I have four shows now. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, you can also catch us on the Two Girls, One Ship most recent episode where we talk about KOTOR and a lot about KOTOR and its romances and its romance options in KOTOR. So you can go over there to to Girl One Ship on any podcatcher and check us out there. It was a lot of fun being on there. So you should go give it a listen, especially if you're a KOTOR fan. 
Oh, yes. But I have nothing else to add in this mid-break. I, do, I don't either. All right, let's get into episode six. All right, so through episode five, we got, you know, the best episode and probably of Star Wars history in live action. Let's all be honest at this point. It was fantastic. And, you know, at the very end of the episode, Ahsoka looks different. She, yeah, she, she feels different. And I think this is where, like, she's re- actually finally, after her lesson with Anakin, actually, one, she also gets the closure that she absolutely needed with Anakin. Because she never had that because, you know, he died before she, like, and or the last time she saw him, he was Vader. So, she finally got, I feel like she finally got the closure that she's been seeking and needing for herself to, like, truly heal and become herself again and we finally see that towards the end of the episode and especially going to the episode six where she yeah. feels like ahsoka that we knew from clone wars yeah. and rebels yeah. Yeah. and yeah, i okay. oh go on kojo yeah it, it kind of felt like they pulled a little bit from lord of the rings where you know she's wearing all gray outfits and she goes through this you know, whole thing, and all of a sudden, she's now stepping out in white outfit. Yep, she was <laughs> the white. Yep, she was a whole. It was a whole Gandalf thing. <laughs> Which honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Dave took that from inspiration from Lord of the Rings. Well, and like from a storytelling perspective, like emerging through water, like Ahsoka does coming out, like from a literary perspective, that's supposed to symbolize you know, rebirth and renewal and starting over. Like, mm-hmm. That's what that symbolizes a lot in literature. And, you know, so that's a big point. So her coming out and looking different is just further emphasizing that, like, after that experience, she is different and new. Though I would argue that she's more her old self than we've ever seen her in the live action. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And before we move on to episode six, we have to talk about, um, what's his name? Uh, Hera's son, Hera and Kane. Jason. 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 Um, cause, uh, well, he's force sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But who, who didn't expect that? Right. I mean, his father (laughs) was Canon Jairus for crying out loud. Yeah, we know. Um, I, I do just want to thing about that. Like when Hugh Yang is talking to Carson, and he's like, his father was Kane and Jarrus was a Jedi, and Carson's just like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> perfect. It was yep. hilarious. Yep. Like it's like, why do we have to do this? It's like this is dumb. Like we shouldn't have to go like patrol the waters. And then yeah, Hugh Yang says, oh, his father's uh, was Kane and Jarrus a Jedi, and he's like, oh, okay, and then goes off and does what he was told because you know. The Jedi have like, such a reputation because, you know, they took down the, the Empire for crying out loud because of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then it seemed like Jason has met Ahsoka before. Yeah. It seems like they have met. Oh, yeah. Um, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, because he's born before the fall of the Empire, before the... Uh, 
Battle of Endor, uh, Endor with the Death Star 2. Because the very end of Rebels is right after. it's They're doing the celebration of yeah. the fall of the Empire, the Death Star 2 blowing up. And he's already been born and he's a kid. And like probably may I think three, maybe around like two or three. Well, it has to be because for the timeline to work, like he has to be born shortly before or during the Battle of Yavin. Right. I, I've seen um, theory stating that he, either he was born around Rogue One or just before Rogue One. Yeah. That makes sense because he's looks like in the show currently he's probably like nine maybe 10 um and i would imagine yeah with ahsoka being very close to the phoenix squadron like i would Mm -hmm. i would imagine that you know jason has met ahsoka plenty of times but now let's move on to episode six which was another amazing episode holy crap we get to see poor gil close and personal is it just me or were these pergil bigger than the ones that we saw in rebels there's one that's bigger it's yeah, like the leader the, the main one that they like they, they fly uh, ahsoka's ship into yeah. he's like the big Huge. one but all the other ones are i want to i would just say like pretty normal size that we saw in um rebels yeah but just Ahsoka's attitude during this whole entire thing, Hugh Yang's like, are you really going out there? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Why not? See what's out there. Um, and, it, and it, I love Hugh Yang's like telling her stories in a galaxy far, far away. I'm like, okay. Yep. So hmm, <laughs> maybe he's talking about our galaxy. Yeah. That's essentially what people are theorizing. Yeah, it's like we're so far out from our galaxy now he can make that joke. Mm-hmm. And so I just like to my theory is that the entire Star Wars Skywalker saga is just Hugh Yang telling the story to some future younglings. Yeah, there you go. I would like to point out how hyperspace looks so different when they're traversing between galaxies. Because hmm. I know in, in the in galaxy, it's just a white and blue mixing. And now you just see like a rainbow of different colors streaking by. I don't know if it has to do with speed or it's between galaxies that's happening. I would, I mean, I would say it's probably a combination of the two more. I would say more on the speed factor because to travel between one galaxy to another, like, I mean, for, crying out loud with Balin and all of them, they had to put together a giant hyperspace ring with like f- five to six uh, hyperdrives mm-hmm. all tangled together. I mean, I would imagine it has to do something with speed because, I mean, pergos, I mean, we don't know how fast they go into hyperspace, but for if they can tra- uh, traverse against, you know, multiple galaxies, they have to go pretty, pretty fast. Also, uh, can we just talk for a minute? Because we didn't talk about this, about the reveal of the hyperspace ring. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, so we're doing Halo now. <laughs> it's a Halo ring. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, that that's another good uh, good uh, yeah. similarity there. But um, yeah, uh, hyperspace looks different. We see Perga and the Flash, Ahsoka commuting with them with through the Force. Um, not on the point like Ezra can. Um, but nonetheless, and then we also get another big reveal later in the episode. We see, um, a very certain blue someone come back. Yes. I was very afraid that we weren't going to get Thrawn until the end. Yes, I know. It was going to be like, (laughs) continue in the Air the Empire movie. I remember you saying that, uh before we got this uh before we got this episode and it's like yep now we actually have him it's like ah thank god we see him on screen before before the end so i do want to talk about before we see thrawn and we obviously get like so the night sisters oh yes are not native to the star wars galaxy no that that's that that was a shock when i heard get a new planet where they came right. from. <laughs> and I don't know if you all saw this. But the temple that the great mothers are in. Has Zepho language in it. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that someone posted that it it it's Zepho language. But someone also pointed out. That now they found um, Sith language as well, supposedly. Interesting. Well, I wonder, like, how much if we're getting, like, if the Zepho are going to be, are going to start coming into kind of more of a legends or a canon version of the Rakata. I could see something like that because I mean uh, the the Zephos were on, have only been mentioned so far in the Jedi sur, uh, Survivor series or the Jedi series right. for the games. Yeah, but it would make sense because so the Zepho language on Peridia says praise unto Kujet, which the tomb of Kujet is the tomb that is on Dathomir that you go to in Jedi Fallen Order. And he, if you read like the codex or the entries in Jedi Fallen Order about Pujet, like he was a, he like fell to the dark side. He was a terrible leader and like was very oppressive and other things like that. But it's also interesting because this is a spoiler for Jedi Survivor. So if you haven't played the game, just skip ahead a couple minutes. But Cordova and Cal have a question, have a conversation about the Zepho and Cal's like, did you ever find the Zepho? And he goes, for all I can tell, uh, um, this they've disappeared. So I think that the Zepho retreated back to Peridia. Oh, okay. That, that's possible. I mean, it, it could be taking a page out of the Rakata and just made them extinct. Mm-hmm. as well but true but you never know i mean depending where you are in the timeline of legends there some recordings aren't extinct mm-hmm. so i mean it could go to like there was the recordings where they had the starforge 
in the KOTOR games. And then when you get to the MMO of Old Republic, if you play on the Empire side, there is actually um, Rakatans on... I'm trying to remember if... I think it's Narshada, I believe. It's one of the planets. Uh, one of the early planets you go to where Revan actually had a like small cult of Rakatans trapped in a uh, sealed building part with part of the star forge interesting yeah it's interesting because you know we get this trope in space travel and space uh simulations of this like advanced race of species that like is very mysterious to the galaxy whether you're looking at the protheans and reapers in mass effect or the rakatan and zeppo in star wars or, you know, a bunch of other things that are going on. The Isu in Assassin's Creed, you know, there's just a lot kind of going on. And these other things, the Starborn in Starfield, like, you've got a lot. And it, so it'd be interesting to me if the Zepho have kind of been playing these, like, overlords and they've messed with these different species, like, messing with their evolution and how they evolve. And if the Night Sisters and the Zepho have some kind of like interaction there, because Balin does say that this was the Witch Kingdom of the Night Sisters or Defamir, something like that. Defamiri. Defamiri, mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it's possible they either coexisted or knew of each other at right. least. Mm -hmm. I think there's a vault. I think there's also a possibility that there is a vault on Creidia. Okay, I can see that too. A Zepho, a Zepho vault, and that's what Balin is after. Ooh, that would be that would be a really good tie-in to the Jedi games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we see three Night Sisters, uh, actual Night Sisters, not just who. Um, cannot remember her name sort of an m um mother Telzin. the one or that, uh, well, morgan, morgan morgan yeah morgan um because she's like a night sister like hybrid she's like more, i think had more human dna than mm -hmm. actual night sister because you only see bits and pieces of night sister in her where then you know we get to this planet we see like full actual like night sisters and night mothers um we see thrawn in the flesh with his random ragtag altered armor battalion of stormtroopers with one yeah. with a roman mask <laughs> yeah can, can we just can we just all agree that the entrance of the star destroyer was the highlight of the episode oh that was fantastic it was a pretty awesome uh, does anyone get, did anyone read the, like, Stormtrooper zombie comics? I've read bits and pieces of it, yes. I got big that vibes when I saw the Stormtroopers. Okay. But uh, it, I have to tell you, when Thrawn and Sabrine are acting, I half expected that Commander Stormtrooper to take off his helmet and him be Ezra. Oh, yeah, uh, I could have seen, I could have seen something like that, too. Um, a small piece of me uh, expected that. Because I was thinking it would have been like, um, I don't know if you play Far Cry um, New Dawn, which was the uh, like sequel to Far Cry 5. But the main antagonist from 5 doesn't die. 
and then in five or in the new dawn you meet him again and then you meet with a companion that he has that you get uh but he cut the that companion cut out their tongue so they can't talk well you learn through codex or through uh journal entries and whatnot that that your that new companion you have was your previous character from the game from far cry 5 and was like subjugated to him and like became his pawn yeah i'm I'm wondering if this uh enoch stormtrooper is probably one of the last actual living stormtroopers because if you turn on closed captions it doesn't say stormtroopers chanting. It says night troopers chanting. Oh. So I'm wondering if this isn't uh, they were an all... army of resurrected uh, stormtroopers. Because you see almost all of them, except for Enoch, have some kind of red ribbon tied around them. And the Night Sisters are known for wearing red outfits. True. So. So I'm wondering if, you know, at some point they throw on gone to a fight with somebody over in this new galaxy, lost a bunch of troopers, and just started having the Night Sisters resurrect them as stormtrooper zombies. That's a that's a highly possible. Um, yeah, like Enoch so far is the only one that we actually see that gets, you know, talk and whatnot, and unique armor sabine you know rides off on a good boy an alien good boy which is i'm I'm, that is the most adorable alien like dog um and then austin had to leave he had some work stuff to deal with but uh so it's just me and kodojo right now but like i cannot remember what uh the alien dog's names were but I oh my god either. like hounders I, I, or something I, like that something like that but it was like it was so good like it was so great just seeing that like serene interaction between the dog and sabine sabine's like you left me and just starts walking off the dog follows yep it's like stay here go away and it's like it goes off screen and then she goes off screen and then the dog just goes, running, goes back. running back to her and it's like ah, oh, fine um and then the, this is also the episode where Shin asks about Balin if he misses the Jedi. He's like, yeah, I miss the idea of the Jedi Temple and Jedi itself, but yeah, I, but that's you, it. You can, you can see in both Legends and Canon that the Jedi, what they once started out as, is no longer what they end up as. No. Oh, absolutely not. Um, And then we get, you know alien turtles yeah it's like okay that's interesting new creature new whatnot yeah but then we get you know the best like ending of the episode it's like yes we finally see him we finally see him face to face sabine finally sees ezra and we finally see ezra on screen yeah alive and well and it's like ain't the actor looks like a grown ezra yeah, it, it it's very good representation of the animated character. It it if you took took the two side by side, it's like yes, the live action guy looks like an older Ezra, and, that, and that's what the like this show has really done very well with the casting because all the cast members, one 
look like they're animated versions as they should be uh, older. Yeah. And then two, have the correct tone and attitude and posture and everything like these characters would have. And it's it's just Dave Filoni is, you know, is Dave Filoni, so you, you yeah. just know it's going to be great. Well, they have plenty of source material to pull from. That's also true. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to go back a little bit. When they meet first meet Thrawn, first gets introduced, Thrawn says, okay, now we'll start loading the cargo that I agreed with the Night Sisters to mm-hmm. load up and leave with. And then later on, you see the cargo, and it looks like coffins, almost. And then even a little bit later in the episode, you hear some kind of weird groaning, moaning something or another coming from said coffins. Ah, see, I have to go back and rewatch some of it because I don't remember that on top of my head. But, I mean, that would go back into what you said. You were thinking that they're probably, the Night Sisters are probably raising the dead and giving Thrawn an undead army. Yeah. And then, and then Thrawn himself, the entire episode, the few, I want to say 15, 20 minutes he was given, mm-hmm. maybe even less. He he was the star of whatever scene he was in. Oh, yes. He gets introduced to Balin. He says, oh, he must be Gen- General Balin something. I can't remember the last mm. name. He remembers reading about him when he was in the Empire. Yep. It's like, wow, that guy can retain his memory pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a Chiss, so, I mean, it makes sense. They're, the Chiss race species is most... That we see, I mean, we don't. We only see Thrawn is the only Chiss that we have in, uh, in canon. But in Legends, a lot of Chiss are typically spies or info brokers or something to do with information because they're very well given with retaining information and gathering information. Yeah. And then Thrawn, Thrawn says to Sabine, okay, we'll give you supplies and the latest information we have about Ezra to go do whatever i'm like i'm sorry you have this in- latest information about ezra but you don't do anything about it right it's like why mm-hmm. and then later in the episode you see well just send your mercenaries after them you know we'll send you know backup attack squad and then even later thrones like i am done with force users i just want them all dead i want them all gone right just no <laughs> good luck with that almost <laughs> Every defeat Thrawn's ever had in the galaxy at large has been at the hands of Force user. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the Rebel season, when he's attacking Phoenix's home base, yes, that was a victory, but most was... of the leadership got away because of Bendu, a Force user. Yep, or Force. I wouldn't say Force user. I would say Force creature. Yeah, he's more like an incarnate physical form of the force somehow. Well, he shot lightning, so I could I consider. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a fair a point. User. Yeah, but he also can like disappear and reappear at will and whatnot. Yeah, or you and can then... kill him and he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, but yes, uh, yeah. six is great. It's oh, so oh, good. God, so good. I I have predictions about the last two episodes there's only two more 
Yeah, only eight episodes okay. for Ahsoka. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but... um, I mean, I think we're wrapping up here on this episode. So I know next month for Patron Chat, we can definitely dive into episode seven, episode eight, because they'll be out by then. And we can just, you know, go over the series as a whole. Because yeah. I know we'll definitely all have thoughts because we all know episode eight's going to have a cliffhanger. Oh yeah! So we can oh, also yeah. go over all of that. I'm I'm just waiting at some point of how they're going to bring uh, Mando into this. Right. Yeah. And I feel like we might get if if anything in my predictions and my final thoughts for this episode. It's it's going to be probably something to do with the cliffhanger at episode eight. Yeah, because you you see Carson there, who is the mm-hmm. older X-wing gentleman. He is the main contact for Mando at this point. Yes, with the Republic. Yes, exactly. Because Mando agreed to be a uh, scout, like a kind? scout, like a gun for hire, yeah. to protect the Outer Rim, since the New Republic won't do jack with the Outer mm-hmm. Rim. So he's like the sole protector, with probably some help here and there from other friends that he is gain over the years but um that that i mean carson's like the tie-in to everything so far with that with the live action yeah oh i just i just had a wicked idea now now that uh mandalore is back under mandalorian um control i wonder if the uh heir to the empire movie they're going to bring in a great ground battle where it's the zombie stormtroopers versus the Mandalorians. Ooh, that would be interesting. I, I would so pay to see that. <laughs> Which, Giant battle. Regardless, we're paying to see everything that they have. they're currently releasing. So, But yeah, I mean, I know yeah the, the Heir to the Empire is also Dave Filoni. So with Don, yeah. John Favreau, it's both of them together again. Which Dave Filoni has his hands in like at every little cookie jar in Star Wars right now. So oh yeah, he 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 is Star Wars at this point. Yes, Lucasfilm. Just force. make him. Just make him the you know creative director slash person like, in charge. Person in charge of everything coming out of your studio because let's be honest, we all just love what he makes and he loves doing it. So there. But um, any final thoughts on the last or four, five, and six? Uh, no, they were great episodes. Every single one so far, not a single filler, really. Right. Yep. Not a single filler. Uh, I was worried when like episode one and two were out because it felt slow. It didn't feel like Ahsoka didn't feel like herself. But then you get to these later episodes like, okay, nope, this is this is awesome. This is like the best series so far. Yeah. It just takes yeah. time. Just takes a couple episodes and then it's like, oh, okay, cool. But uh yeah. Uh Kodojo, where can people find you? They can find me on the Discord as Kodojo. Awesome. And then you know you can find me everywhere with podcasts, discords and all that with my shows. Uh, you can find teacup on his shows as well. Um, but thank you for listening to Holocron histories.
and may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Series, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.